Welcome to the Money Making Women podcast with me, Ray Dodd. I'm a money and business coach who believes that you are absolutely capable of earning life-changing amounts of money. I also believe that doing so is not as straightforward as the internet makes out. If you're looking for a conversation that goes beyond pure manifestation and hustle and into the nuance and intersections of what it means to be a money-making woman, then this is the space for you. So welcome to, I think it's episode nine of um, the Money Making Women podcast. We took a little break for a few weeks. I think it ended up being maybe about a month, actually, because I had been trying to figure some stuff out. And I was doing that thing, and maybe you guys will relate to this, where I was just so busy, I wasn't having the time I needed to work on my business. I was in it, in it, in it, doing lives, all of that stuff, which I love doing. But I also want to create a business that gives me more space to do that. And so sometimes what that means is doing less of it for a little bit so that I can get my head straight on some stuff. And I'm pleased to report that it worked wonders. I wrote an Instagram post this morning just about how I feel in a really amazing flow at the moment. Not so much in terms of my content, but I'm going to address that in the next week or so, like as in I'm going to be doing stuff and hopefully that will work. But more in terms of the information, the ideas, the realizations that I'm coming to that really feel like a deepening of what we talk about in this space. So if you're not in there already, the main places to find me are in my Facebook group, which is called Money Making Women, thought I'd make that easy for you all, and on Instagram. And in those spaces, I talk all about money and what it means to be somebody who doesn't want to leave their beliefs around um, the direction they would like society to go in around feminism, inequality, um, equity, inclusion, um, all of those things um, around, you know, dealing with white supremacy in our society, the patriarchy, homophobia, just like all of the stuff, all the stuff that, you know, I know that if you're watching this, you care about. How do we bring that into our money making? How do we, because I get so many people um, who work with me just being like, I don't see a way that I can earn money and care about the things that I care about. It feels to me as if, and let me know, because I, I record these live, if you're listening to the podcast later, I record them live so on Facebook. So I'm going to ask people to comment. Let me know if this is something that comes up for you where you are concerned you're going to turn into something if you earn money or you don't see a way of earning the money without doing that. You know, we look at the Amazon billionaire and the other billionaires and we think, oh, it's interesting, isn't it, that we go straight that far <laughs> when a lot of us are just looking to earn money within our businesses in a, in a smaller way, but, you know, still in an impactful way. So... That's some of, I've had lots of thoughts recently on all of that stuff. And that's been because I've given myself some time. There's been a number of different things that have slotted into place. And I'm really excited to chat to you all. I'm still researching some of it. I'm still looking at different things around all of it. But one of the first nuggets of info that came to me when I, um, as I started to sort of take this step back, uh, was I was listening to Brené Brown's new podcast, which if you're a client of mine, you will have heard me banging on about because every episode I've listened to so far has been absolutely brilliant. And um, it's called, Bo I was going to say it's called Born to Lead. It's not called Born to Lead. It's called Dare, Dare to Lead, I think. I think that's what it's called. 
is. And um, the very first episode is Brené Brown herself talking through leadership. And right at the end, and it was brilliant and I really enjoyed it, but right at the end, she said this thing about leadership. And obviously this, when she recorded this, this was before the US election. So, you know, good leaders, leaders of character, all of that stuff's very much been a conversation that lots of us have been having. And she was talking about why, and I'm, I listened to this a while ago, so I'm really paraphrasing here. She was talking about why it is people say to her, why isn't leadership, why aren't we getting better leaders yet? Why aren't we getting leaders of substance and character more frequently? Why are they rare, essentially? And she said the reason for that is that because as leaders, we are not willing to sit in our discomfort. We are not willing to ask ourselves hard questions. We're not willing to go into meetings or situations with colleagues or clients or customers, employees. We're not willing to find ourselves behaving in a way that is we know is not good. It's not us being our best self. We're not willing to look at an uncomfortable situation and then ask ourselves the tricky questions. She said the reason leaders aren't getting better is because we are not willing to ask ourselves the tricky questions and ha- and sit with our uncomfortable feelings. And as she said that, and we'll put a link to that episode in the show notes, as she said that, instantly, like as I heard the words, I was like, that's what's happening with money. That's what's happening with money. Why aren't we earning more money? Why aren't people like you and me Why aren't more of us, you know, people who I laid out earlier, who care about all those things I talked about when I started the episode, are we really willing to sit in that discomfort? Now, 2020 has been training us hard in discomfort. Like, have you ever felt more uncomfortable in a year? It starts off with in March, like, in fact, even February, there might be a pandemic coming. No, pandemics never actually turn out to be anything, do they? They just float on by. There's a big thing in the media and then it goes away. Nope, not this one. Oh God, what's going to happen to my industry? Some of you will have really impacted your industry. What's going to happen to my house? What's going to happen to my kids' school? All these things, all these questions. Like discomfort straight away. If any of you are anything like me, and I know many of you are. So we've had that. Then in June, what happened with Brianna Taylor? George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement um, gaining momentum. It's been around for a long time. Black people have been, been being killed by the police and others for a long time. But a spotlight was shed, was was shone on it. And for many white people and black people, for different reasons, that was deeply uncomfortable. And so more, more discomfort. The election, again, the US election, more stuff around Brexit in the UK you know, all the knock-on effects of coronavirus and what it means for our kids and what food they get access to and all sorts of other things. Layers of discomfort. 2020 had us covered there. (laughs) 2020 is like, guys, you need some training. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not making light of coronavirus in any way or any of that stuff. I think in terms of the Black Lives Matter conversation, discomfort was inevitable. For where we where we're at with it, it had to be there had to be this discomfort. It wasn't possible without it. I think coronavirus is a layer of that. I'm not saying it's like some kind of divine intervention or anything like that. It's just 
it just created a um a situation a climate where the other stuff bubbled to the top and in that way it was necessary but I don't want to act like you know we needed this because I know that the it's a life or death situation for many so what if one of the reasons we're not making the money is because instead of noticing the tricky feelings that come up and some of you will be like Ray I've done money mindset work I've sat in uncomfortable feelings and I I'm, I'm, don't doubt you have I don't doubt you have but there's another layer far beyond money mindset work so it's quite trendy to be anti I think mindset work has its place I just don't think it's enough on its own what I notice is so people are talking about you know I'm looking at my thoughts I'm looking at my words and all of that stuff's great that's helpful that can be helpful However, what I see more than that is a system which actually we don't feel we fit into. So we will look at the way things are marketed and it leaves us feeling hands like put a comment. You can't, I won't be able to see you. You can put your hand up, but I won't be able to see you, obviously. Um, so if you're watching this live, put a comment and let me know if you've ever felt uncomfortable by the way something was marketed to you online. If you've ever thought, oh, I don't want to do it like that. If you've ever felt uncomfortable, just the way stuff was sold to you generally in marketing, even on TV advertising. If you've ever had the thought that uh, a lot of TV advertising is really anti-women and anti-anyone who is on any kind of spectrum of the gender binary, who doesn't fit into those two very rigid camps of man or woman. And then, and so we often, you know, and people will say to you, well, you just don't want to um, advertise that way because you've got a block around visibility you've got a block around money you you don't like yourself enough and I've probably been guilty of that I would say and there could though those bits can be there can be elements of truth in those things and not the whole you don't like yourself enough that's a much more complicated situation but what if we've got a point what if the way we're being sold to is not okay and there is no what if, like, it absolutely isn't. Lots of it absolutely isn't. What if that that thing you've been told is a block, is actually an instinct? It's a sense of justice in you, a, fa- a fairness that's rising up and going, no, I won't. I will not do it that way. I know that I have been uh, taught in various courses and, and things like that to do things that I've just been like, mm, no, I don't like that. And I will honestly say some of it I knew it was such a strong feeling. I knew some of it, it wasn't until June this year. And I can pinpoint it because that's when the Black Lives Matter uprising happened that I was like, actually, that's because I don't think that's fair. I don't think that leads with inclusion or equity or equality in any way. I love that there's discussion about diet ads in the comments. All sorts of diet things just going into women's insecurities. Yeah, diet, diet, beauty. And, you know, if you follow me at all, um, you'll know that I'm a big lover of skincare. I'm not anti us looking after ourselves in, in whatever ways make us feel good or not doing if, if, the, if it's the reverse. But it's so interesting how skewed advertising is to the way that women look still still so yeah these feelings that ugh, I don't like it that way it's not because there's something wrong with you it's because there's something wrong with society it's because there is something wrong with the way we do things 
But what I see over and over again is instead of people going, I don't like the way they're doing that. I'm going to try something else. Instead, what happens is I don't like the way they do that. Therefore, I can't do it. I don't like the way people earn their money. I don't like the way that looks or feels to me. Therefore, I'll opt out as if there's one way. And if that doesn't sit well with you, the only ethical or okay alternative is just to not do it. And that's where I return to Brené Brown's point that this is absolutely about sitting in the discomfort. So if you don't want to sell something the way someone else does, and the easiest example for me to use, I know that we've got product-based businesses and service-based businesses that listen to this podcast, but the easiest example to use because it's so rife with problematic um, marketing tactics is my own industry, the coaching industry. With the coaching industry, you might look at something like, and let me use an example. And when I use this example, if you have, are using something and you feel okay with it, then absolutely fine. You are the one that needs to be okay with it, not me. However, I am not a fan. I think you can do them in an okay way. And I'm going to explain that. There's something called deadline funnels that you can do. And basically, that's where you opt into a, a you buy a PDF. Uh, or not sorry, you download a free PDF or video or masterclass. And then what happens is you get 24 hours to buy that thing before it goes up in price. Now, the way I currently sit with this is I'm actually okay with a a more gentle deadline funnel if you've got a number of days to a week to decide, potentially. I'm I'm thinking on that. I'm thinking on that. And there'll be people that would disagree with me on that. But that's where I am at the moment. What I'm not okay with is that really, like, you've downloaded a thing, you've watched the masterclass call, 24 hours time, you're going to need to buy this, otherwise it goes up by $500. I think that is incredibly pressuring to people. And I don't think that that comes from, and you'll hear me say this a lot, a place of plenty. If you really believe someone's going to buy, can you not give them a little bit longer to decide? Can you not allow them the um, the time to decide if that's a good a good monetary decision for them, a good financial decision? That would be an example of where we might have been taught that the only way to make a certain amount of money is a deadline funnel. And so we might say to ourselves, well, I don't like that, so I won't do funnels or I won't use a deadline funnel. But actually, what about if there was just a different way to do it? What if you could do, use a funnel, but it doesn't have to look like that? And that's the discomfort. And that's a, a quite a small example. There are going to be even more difficult ones. You know, looking at where are we uh, keeping people trapped in a buying cycle in our services? Where are we truly allowing them to move on from us? And again, I'm speaking specifically to the coaching industry here, but it might be applicable in yours too. But in the coaching industry where we're there to give people tools, are we allowing them to go? Or are we stuck in scarcity? Like I've got to retain this client. I've got to retain this client. So there is some discomfort there of acknowledging, I don't want to do it like that. I'm going to have to work out another way to do it. But what can happen, because our brains are simple, simple beasts in that our subconscious brain, it likes a pattern, it likes to see an already, I can't think what the word is, trodden road. <laughs> it's not the way you, that's not the phrase. It likes to see a clear path, essentially. And what happens when we're unpicking and we're unlearning and we're unraveling this stuff is the road, it's there. And then it's like we cover it up and we can't find it anymore. And we don't know. And our brains are like, what? alarms don't do it don't do it you're just gonna have to stay in this money situation you can't figure it out it will feel like we're doing it all wrong 
And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you are. The well-worn path. Thank you, Rachel. That will work. (laughs) My brain with phrases. I mean, if you followed me for like a second, this is the first time watching a video. This is, this is very, I constantly forget words. I don't know why I couldn't even finish that sentence. So this stuff takes courage. It takes established. Also good, Laura. (laughs) I've only just seen that. This stuff takes courage. It takes not being 100% certain on where you're going. And I understand that when it comes to bringing in, earning money, it's complicated, isn't it? Money is um, part of, I think, it sets off similar alarms to it, like to food, a lack of food. You know, it's in terms of hunter gatherers and survival techniques and all of that sort of stuff. It used to be like we had to gather food, but now we have to gather money because that's how we get the food. That's how we get shelter. It's a very different thing than it used to be. And so there is a balance there. It's why it's important that those of us with the privilege of actually having money, of having safety nets and things like that, also work on our money mindset and also work on how we feel about money, our relationship with money, so that we, for those of us that feel called to, can earn more and distribute it in the way that feels good to us. So if you've been someone who previously has opted out, this is my call to you not to do that. It's okay if you can't see yourself in money making. It's not comfortable, but it is okay. And the reason for that is we don't want to follow those paths, not anymore. They're not working. We want to do this a different way. We want to reimagine tools that are are not inclusive, are not kind. We need a new path, but we're going to have to make it ourselves. So this is a call to you all who are watching or listening to sit in that discomfort, to take the lessons that 2020 has given you in discomfort. And no, and I did an Instagram post on this the other day, and I think the title was, are you feeling uncomfortable? Good, then we can begin. And it's exactly that. It's okay if you're feeling uncomfortable. I really thought in that Instagram post, and I don't say these kinds of absolutes very easily. um, I'm always quite mindful of them. But I did say something along the lines of, if this money, if money, your money work, if looking at your money stuff is not leaving you feeling uncomfortable, then you're not doing it right. And I didn't mean that in terms of like, unless you're feeling bad, it's no good. What I meant is, it means you're not reinventing it. It means you're not coming at it from a different place, a different point of view. If there aren't times when you don't feel uncomfortable, when you feel uncomfortable with it, you will feel uncomfortable. And that's a really good sign. So the gold and the title, I might not be able to see it because this new Facebook setup is nonsense. In the title, I put something about there's actual gold hidden in what you're avoiding. In those niggly questions you have around, should I do it this way? And I really encourage you to really, really get support in it. Ask yourself honest questions because the patriarchy, the racist patriarchy can, can, can show up as if we are being ethical in strange ways, as if we're being kind. We can tell ourselves, for example, that it's ethical to charge lower prices. That's not true. It's not true. It can be part of your truth, but there is no sweeping statement like that. But it can. But we can think that we're doing it the right way when actually it's because we've been given such a narrow space to create from. And I don't want you to create from a narrow space. I want you to blow the doors off. 
I want you to reimagine it in huge ways, not in tiny ways, in taking it from a very different perspective, if that works from you. It might be a little shuffle works, but I want you to notice where you're being, you're still being pen, hemmed in. I want you to notice where a certain stereotype in reacting against it is still keeping you trapped. A certain presumption, a certain expectation. Okay, those are my thoughts for the day. Um, I'm really looking forward to coming and sharing more of the stuff that has been uh, milling around my brain over the last few weeks. I'm really looking forward to the more stuff that's going to come to me over the next few months because I can feel that I'm very much in that space. Uh, the po- podcasts keep like landing in the most perfect kind of uh, way where I'm like, oh yeah, that feels like the next bit of the puzzle. That feels like the next bit of the puzzle. So there'll be lots more to share. I also wanted to ask you all, please do either comment below, send me a DM and let me know what you, if there's any topics you'd like me to cover, if there's anyone you'd like me to interview on the podcast, I'm going to start getting guests on it. So please do send me a message. Um, Maybe that's you. Maybe it's a friend of yours. Maybe it's someone you follow that you find really inspiring. Let me know. And I would love to hear from you on that. I'd also like to ask you if you feel, if you're listening to this on Apple to leave us a lovely little uh, review. That would be really helpful too. Right. So like I said, you can find me on Instagram, Ray underscore Dodd, um, or you can find me on my Facebook group, which is Money Making Women. All right. I'll see you all soon. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Making Women. Please do go and leave us a review. They have a huge impact on getting podcasts like mine heard. I also wanted to let you know where you can find me. So if you want to find more of what I do, you can find me in my Facebook group, Money Making Women, or you can find me on Instagram. I'm Ray underscore Dodd. I really want to say a special thank you to Emily Crosby, who edits these for me, and I will see you for our next episode.